Welcome to the Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph We're here to paint some miniatures and talk about the hobby, so why don't you sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast in the Dolph As always, I am your uh, host. I don't know why I was trying to think of a, like a weird thing to say about me, that's not the way this works. I'm your host, <laughs> Paul Filio, here once again with the most charming and talented Antoine Bergeron. Okay, sure. <laughs> Hello, Paul. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going well. You? I am I'm painting relic night figs, so it's I'm alive. <laughs> but going well is relative. Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's the not the most fun experience in the hobby uh, world. <laughs> I have painted worse figures. I can honestly say that. Yeah, but is that really a huge? That's that's a glowing review, right? Yeah, I've a glowing worse. review. It's like saying I've dated uglier. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> You're not putting the comparison on the right side. <laughs> well, listen, uh, but yeah, I totally understand. I've painted two factions for it, so yeah, I understand. Oh, that's right. I forgot about your speed-painted uh, Doctrine, right? Yes. I just painted this bareness required stuff for my small game, but they are painted. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm trying desperately to get this stuff done so I can move on to other things. <laughs> it would be fun to just get to play it, too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> the game is fun. Once I've it's heard painted, lots of good the, things about the, it. The painting is really the worst part of it. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the way it is for a lot of people, for a lot of games. So mm-hmm. that's, that's not a new thing, I suppose. Yeah, but usually painting is an asshole. This one is a shore. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, certainly, it's certainly more challenging than other things I've painted. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And some models are quite fun. I, I remember like, for my own factions like the librarian for doctrine was pretty fun because it's a bigger model or the ostrican the, the big ogre in the shatter sword was really fun to paint yeah i'm um i'm working on the little tanks and i realized there's parts of these i should have just painted before i assembled mm-hmm. like all the treads and stuff i should just airbrush that crap uh, it also doesn't help that actually the tanks were painted Oh, but you changed color, right? <laughs> yeah. So I decided that I didn't want to do the non-metallic metal thing I was doing. So I'm repainting them. So actually what I'm doing right now is I assembled uh, another one. Because I had a couple still in box. From the Steve's collection that I bought. Mm-hmm. So instead of repainting the ones I've painted... You're painting uh, a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not that, sure that's... That works too. Well, you know, it goes along with my whole idea of the all-tank uh, game. Mm-hmm. You'll have more done. Yeah, which will be uh, totally ineffective. But that's okay. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, do we really? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hold on. What do I need? If uh, The tanks are five points each, I think. Yeah. So I would need six tanks on my relic. Six six tanks and uh, a questing knight, I think, is 48 points. 
Well, you should at least go for your Relic Knight, so at least you have a stronger model there. <laughs> to compensate, it, that, that means less little things. Only five, maybe? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Or I could do something like, uh, you know, the Questing Knight, uh, the Diamond Back, and like four tanks or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like a five model army. Um, still probably horribly ineffective, but I'll have uh, like giant yeah. robot stuff. <laughs> I don't know because you each model is a, a unit, so you have presence on the table to block objective, and you can still activate if you have your diamond back and your cipher and your relic knight. So you're fine with not activating the tanks too much and still have uh, viable uh, activations. I suppose. Yeah, and I've not looked at the little tanks rules, but they probably don't suck that much. They probably maybe don't do that much work. But if you have the right cards in your end, you can just decide to activate them and do their attacks. And they might be at the right place at the right time, because you have so many of them, you can place them everywhere on the board and just uh, block objectives and be a pain. I like how you're trying to be optimistic about my terrible idea. This is why we're friends, Antoine. I like uh, bad ideas. I I play Alfling in Blood Bowl, so I like bad ideas. That is true. You know what's funny is, um, wow, this is totally not on topic for anything. But uh, a couple months back, I was at a Guild Ball tournament with uh, Daniel Arsenault, our buddy. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at um, Blood Bowl teams. He was talking about how he loves Blood Bowl, how he used to play it all the time. Him and his brother, I think. Um, I was like, okay. And I was like, he's like, yeah, but no one plays it locally. I said, well, that's not really true. I said, Antoine has a team. You know? And he says, well, what team is that? And I said, oh, he's got a halfling team. And Daniel gave me the weirdest look. And he's like, Antoine Bergeron? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, and he's like, kind of like, by choice? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm not the only one. Like there, uh, there is a a local guy in the the town I live that runs uh, Guild Ball leagues and tournaments. Blood Bowl. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, Blood Bowl. Fred uh, Frederick Daigle that runs the tournament of the Four Nations, the Four Nations Cup, something like that. That's a yearly tournament that he runs. We we hosted it one year with uh, Chaos Lydic. So, and and I've seen leagues and stores at multiple stores. So there are blood ball people playing, and there's a you just don't see them as often. And it's probably they have their own groups. Yeah, but that's funny because we talked about it because I was like, well, you know, blood ball. So my biggest problem with it is it takes too long. And he's like, what are you talking about? It doesn't take time at all. And I'm like, what Blood Bowl are you playing? And he's like, well, you know, and he starts talking about the time turns or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've never known anyone to play with that rule. And he's like, well, I've never known anyone to not play with that rule. Like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's an Anglo-Francophone thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, who used to play the game? It was like, you know, 8 million hours a game. It was crazy. Yeah, I don't think we played time from what I remember, but the game were not that long either 
So, I don't know. I, I've been hearing really, really good things about Blitzball, which is supposed to be a really faster version of it. Yeah, I don't so, know where those rules came from, though. Are those, like, official GW rules? or? Like- yes, yeah. It's not a GW employee. It's an ex-GW employee. Uh, same guy that did the Titanicus rules. Oh. I, he's not with GW anymore? No, no, he, he's uh, an independent uh, needy, needy Cat Games, if I remember correctly. Okay. They have a, a small studio in uh, in the UK, but uh, yeah, he, he, he's done work uh, on uh, multiple games in multiple companies. That's pretty cool. I mean, the, the Blood Bowl teams are super adorable looking. I love the models. Oh, the new stuff is really and cool. uh yeah you know, it, it, it's a funny game like just the stuff that can happen i I kind of love the completely crazy over the topness of it, but the the time to play just always drove me away from it, but if that's not an issue anymore, I mean I'd have to change teams because I have a vampire team, and uh I mean I don't know what they're like now but well, the rules of- have not changed. They're the same rules. There, there have been some tweak to like uh, campaign stuff. Oh but yeah, that's but, it. Yeah, but you're saying the rules have not changed since the last version of the rules that was uh, fan supported or whatever, right? No, right. Well, even that, the base rules were the same. There were just the exp- the the campaigning stuff that changed. So the rules, from what I remember, are the same that I played 15 years ago. Oh, maybe. I mean, I played longer ago than that, probably. But, um, I remember the vampires were really annoying because they would leave in the middle of the fight. <laughs> and your thralls... The vampires themselves were really good. The thralls were really bad. And then you'd get screwed sometimes because your players would just leave. Mm-hmm. They'd go out for a bite, the rule was called. <laughs> and it was random, so you just like... You just couldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, your vampires are gone. Or your, your key vampire player that you were planning on doing something with is gone. Uh, well, when budget permit, uh, we should get a, a copy of Blitzball and take a look. It could be fun, just for old time's sake. Oh, it's like a sold set, even? Yeah, yeah, it's a. I, I think there's a box for it. I, I'm not sure how it was the format. I thought there was a box. It might Wait, just and- be a rule book. And this is sold by GW or not at all? Yes, yes. I think it's available in other store. Like, uh, isn't isn't it one of their game that's available in uh, like bookstores or um, maybe Target, Target something like that? Ace Hardware in the states. Uh, Man, how GW has changed. We'll have to look it up. But yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you wow, were working uh, yeah. on running that. <laughs> oh, yeah, back to 20 minutes ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm working on some Relic Knights here. I got uh, some uh, Black Dragons on my table. I'm finishing up, doing some detail work on. I got the tank, doing some stuff on. <sighs> my non-metallic really looked a lot better. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you, you, t- you think the non-metallic looks better? I think it suited the style of the miniature better. The quality uh, of the metallic metal is not fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but the 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 it it fits the anime look 
better than the uh, true metallic, I find. Yeah. But it takes too much time, and I'm tired of doing it, and I don't remember what colors I used. <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, that being said, time to redo it. So I, I just checked, uh, so, sidetrack again, Blitzball, that's a box, uh, and you play six models. Two six models. It's a smaller board, but the, the rest of the rules are, I think, a bit similar. But there were faster versions, and other means to do points, stuff like that. We we should take a look at it, eventually. Yeah, I mean, the other problem I had with, with <laughs> Blood Bowl was just that, you know, you, you... It's still Blood Bowl, like super random, on a one you kill your character because he, he tripped and, and broke well, his that's neck. Just, and <laughs> that's just it, right? Stuff like that was kind of frustrating. I, I think with enough alcohol, it can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's frustrating on a long game. So if you add have super random stuff like that, but in a shorter game, it I find it less annoying. That's true because you, you don't you're not invested as much, right? You mm-hmm. haven't wasted two hours getting to the point where your guy fell over and killed himself. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's that's probably a very valid point. We'll see. Agreed. Okay, uh, yeah. I, oops, I don't have the dock up, so I can't see what I was supposed to say yeah. next. Well, uh, I'm working well, yeah, on right now. Well, um, well I am fine. Yeah, I, I'll stop I, you. I, okay. <laughs> you, you go uh, ahead. What I'm working on right now is uh, High Wayne for Arinorex. So it's the guy that goes with the Mysterious, um, the, 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 the War Horse. I'm painting the the foot version right now. I started that model months ago. It was just gathering dust, but I don't have anything else ready to work on, so it's back to him. I think your Arena Rex stuff is here, isn't it? In my house? Yes. Excellent. Mm, you might have given it back, I'm not sure. But I know you had it for a while. Well, you gave it to me for Polycon in case we want to do demos or whatever. Yeah. That's a game we should get back to. That's a, that's a fun little beer and pretzels game. Mm-hmm. Especially that that you've worked on the arena and we have terrain and once I have the my two other models I have like a full f- five man teams done ready, so yeah, I think I got five done. I don't know. I may have more than five. I don't know anymore. Everything's all a blur, Antoine. I can't keep track. Mm-hmm. I blame you. Every week I'm playing something else. I don't, I don't know if I'm coming or going anymore, man. It's at the point where I see messages coming from you and I don't want to open them. I'm scared. <laughs> well, I've slowed down right now. I don't have time for that. Yeah, well, you get that terrain project thing you're working on for that uh, that contest. Yeah, but it's... And, it's and, all and moving or something. <laughs> it's not helping that much. I've done... I'm at my third piece and it's a, a third game I'm working on right now, so... Yeah, what is what is the current project for? Uh, this month, uh, my team was farm, and I've struggled with it because I didn't find anything that was inspiring me, or anything that I would use later. Because one of my rules with that contest is I need to have a use for that terrain piece once it's done, so that it's not just taking space and gathering dust. That's a personal rule, right? That's oh, a- yeah, for sure. 
and I've seen that people from the past year have have just sold their piece after, or if they do just the dioramas, so they don't necessarily keep them. And that might happen. I, I'm not against the idea for my own stuff. But the first rule is at least it needs to be usable. So, and I, I was not too sure what to go with. Uh, I finally settled on a vegetable farm run by a rabbit to use for burrows and badger. So it will be mostly underground buildings. So it's mostly the, I'm doing like the exterior part where uh, they enter. I will do an exterior granary and some uh, vegetable rows and the uh, barrier. Fences? Uh, fences, yeah. Fences. So it will, instead of being a complete piece like my two previous entries, it will be multiple smaller pieces that will go together. That's the goal. I only have 10 days to do that, so. Because I started late once again. Well, yeah, but I mean, last time you, uh, you, it's more time you gave yourself last time, isn't it? It's more than double. <laughs> so, you're improving, I think. <laughs> we'll see. I had a whole day off that last time. <laughs> and a weekend without the kid, so that, I won't have that this time. Well, you have my moral support, Antoine, for whatever Thank that's you. Worth. Thank you. That, that doesn't get anything built, and it doesn't help in any real way. Nope. But at that's... least you know I am rooting for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, I'll have... Nah. I, I would be working on that if I, it wasn't for the recording. Or I wanted to work on that, but I didn't have stuff that was... Well, hold on. Different. Are you blaming the recording now? No, 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 no. Okay. okay. But I wanted to work on something for the farm tonight, but I didn't get to a point where I could do something that was not too noisy. Oh, okay. I had the, I didn't work enough during the weekend on it, and that's because of me, and that's not because of the recording. So now uh, it's not something I can work on with a mic. Like, I'm sending MDF and stuff like that, so it makes a noise and <sighs> nothing uh, really interesting. <laughs> well, if you were Yom, you wouldn't care. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. You know what's funny is we make fun of Yom for, for sanding on the show once or something. I, at this point, I don't even know if it actually ever happened. No, I, I don't I think know, so. <laughs> I just know we make fun of him for it all the time, and he, he gets all annoyed. So it's kind of funny. So Steve swears it happened. It sounds familiar to me. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure it happened once. He was sending something, you know, he's filing or something. He wasn't like running a a belt sander <laughs> on the show, <laughs> just to be clear. But uh, it wouldn't be the first podcast I heard where someone was sanding stuff. Or nope. Running a hair dryer while recording. Mm-hmm. So. What have you worked on uh, uh, other than that in the past uh, couple of weeks? Because no, we did too, too late now. You, you you skipped me, buddy. So uh, you jumped ahead. So too late now. I'm I'm done talking about uh, my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, sure. I was gonna go to games, but okay, you can you can keep talking hobby. It's fine. Well, I started a piece. There's not much. I I've caught 
uh, MDF, like I mentioned, I started building the home for the rabbit. So just the entry. So uh, it's just a foam mount right now. Outside of so that, are you doing like burrows or? Uh, yep, yeah, burrows. So I'm doing like so just the entry. Type things or it, it looks like uh, the front of a hobbit house, but instead of being in a hill, it just goes underground after. So it's just okay. like a, a a subway entry. But yeah, yeah, like like an angled like entry into the. Okay, I, I yeah, got you. Like a woodland subway entry, <laughs> kind of like that. Like a wooden subway. You heard it here first, folks. It's a wooden subway entry. Yeah, got it. No, not wooden, woodland. <laughs> oh, but it's not better, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I've done that, and I finished uh, Laos, the commission I was doing for uh, Delicious in Dungeon, the the bigger scale model. I think I was working on that during the last recording. Yeah, you painted boots, I think. Yeah, yeah. So the, it looks good, by the way. It's all done. Well done. I need to finish the, the painting tonight. Uh, the client seems happy. He's picking it up this week, but from the picture, he's happy. And I might have the next three to do after that, because there are four total models available right now for it. So I might have to do the whole set. We'll see after he gets it in his hands. And I did finish Fillet, which was also started a while back. And I, I finished her during our session of uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was the only game I've, I've played in weeks. But that's it for my hobby. Like, over two weeks, I finished to model and uh, cut three MDF strips. That's it. <laughs> with yeah, the, with the, the house and work and everything, yeah. Uh, there's not yeah, that much. Uh, we're rocking this, Antoine. We yeah. got this. <laughs> yeah. Fear us, for we are uh, bountiful creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you you haven't played any games? Just the uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord? Yeah, just the Shadow of the Demon Lord. I mean, uh. those those games, uh, they can be quite... Um, Traumatic? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So... And Alex would be delighted that we said that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I may have to mention it to him. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm shaking this paint, and there is no liquid moving in this. So I'm just going to scoop out a chunk of pigment, add water, and pray. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, we hadn't played in, like, four or five weeks, so we were we were a little rusty. It was a bit of a slow start. Uh, things picked up. No one died yet, so... Well, we have not done much <laughs> Well, that's never necessarily prevented deaths before. No. I think what's coming up might be more dangerous. I mean, what's what's coming up in the... In the, the pre- the or, or further sessions. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right now, we're just walking around and gathering information in the town, so... Yeah, and we're, um, you know, starting trouble... Uh, Messing with all the wrong people, because mm-hmm. and the thing is, we're we're not really even sure why we're doing it, which is also kind of funny. Yeah, but that's why I think it's going to be more dangerous as we go because our name is pretty going through the wrong ears. 
well, there's probably a whole lot of who are these guys and why are they asking about me? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. probably. Yep. So but that's okay. We're player characters. Uh, is that really a benefit in uh, Alex games? Well, um, no. <laughs> but we tend to have more hit points than the bad guys, so that's that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. That's about the most positive thing I can come up with. Um. Yeah, it's a it's it's gonna be bad at some point, but that's okay. That's okay. That's the way it works. Yeah, it's gonna be bad when if you remember the the session ended with Alex confirming the level we were and giggling. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, right, 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 right. We take in a job. We take in an odd job from someone. So we're not even on the main quest anymore. We're doing some, like work on the side to get money because we're broke. Right. <laughs> My brilliant idea. And, uh, yeah, we, we randomly generated the, the side quest. Cause we went to like basically a job posting board. And, uh, it was a random set of jobs that was up. And I picked one that apparently, um, we might be a little underpowered for. But since the GM doesn't believe in encounter-adjusting, um, we may die horribly. But that's okay. That's all part of quote-unquote adventuring. Yes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. we should probably remind Alex that we can't learn from our mistakes if we don't live through them. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I really like that game. Like, I really like the system. I really like the world. Yep, me too. Uh, I'm regrowing. It's growing on me. Um, and it's got fantastic integration with Roll20, which also makes things nice and easy. And uh, I wasn't a big fan of the whole online RPG thing before, but that's growing on me too. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I've never played online. That's my first game, playing virtually. And I would still prefer to play in person, but it's so complicated schedule-wise and distance-wise that I'm now totally fine with that as a backup version, even if it's the main version. That's <laughs> a way to play. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I, I think I still prefer face-to-face. I, I do think you tend to get more accomplished in the online-only game. Because there seems to be a little less blah blah and going up and getting beers and doing whatever. <laughs> so if I feel more productive, it may just be an illusion. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but in general, I feel more productive. It may also be the group I'm playing with versus the, you know, the last time I played with anyone. Maybe. Um, yeah. That's what. Um, I'm looking forward to dying horribly uh, in your presence. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Uh, on top of that game, I did play another game. I played a game of miniatures. I played Company of Irons with Yom. Company of Iron, not Irons. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, my pigs did really, really poorly against his uh, Signar Commandos. <laughs> well, there's a shocker. The pigs did poorly. Uh, they usually do pretty well. But... Really? That that game didn't go uh, in my favor, and still, like scenario wise, we didn't do the last round, 
but Yongmun have been up by only one point. Because oh, I was able to, yeah, but <laughs> I think I killed two commandos, two, and he probably killed eleven of my pigs. So I was up on points. So scenery point wise, it was fine, but I had no presence on the table left. So if there had oh. been more turns than that, it would just have been the triple scoring every turn after that. Right, because you couldn't contest anymore. Exactly. <laughs> So I, I just was lucky with my positioning to not... I, I still lost. So I, it was just not a, a severe point victory. But yeah, the presence was, on the table was... You didn't get spanked, you just lost. Yeah. Well, ah, my, my model got spanked, though. I couldn't do anything and... My, my guys were not dying that fast. But every time Yom Nataki did it, so... Uh, I was just lucky to pass my injury save. But uh, eventually, uh, when your model is already injured, there's no injury save. You just go to death. And that's what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I haven't played that game since we tried playing, like, the weird beta, like, half-baked version we cobbled together based off uh, Rumor and... Uh, oh, that's true. We played that version. I played that with you. <laughs> yeah we were close to it but not exactly right <laughs> but yeah I, it was fun I really like the game the scenarios are diverse I like that it's not all, uh, not all mirror scenarios so you, you have some attacker defender variants I, I really like the combined scenarios that are in the some of the no quarters so I think the game's already dead, isn't it? They do release some stuff online, but I don't think they've released anything recently. So I don't think it's dead, but it might it's be not, the, uh, It's not getting a whole lot of love. It's on life support. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's unfortunate. I uh, I bought the box. I have the, the cards and everything you need to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I, I find that it's a good way to do get some War Machine models on the table because I'm not really playing War Machine right now, so yeah. at least uh, some of my models itch. get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my problem is that uh, if if I want to play skirmish, there's other skirmish games I'd rather play. You know? Yeah, there's so many games, so. Wait, is, is that a segue? Sure. Because uh, what's our topic tonight, Antoine? Uh, skirmish games. Is it? Uh, it's in the dock. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be the topic now. Now you've got me confused, but it's okay. <laughs> so uh, in the dock, we've got a topic that says, why skirmish games? Yeah, that was a... Not- Mostly a working title, not a real title. But yeah. Oh well, it's it's a real title now. This is why you have to finalize these things before we start recording, mm-hmm. because you know by now whatever's in the dock is canon as far as I'm concerned, and I just run with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> see, it's it's. I have a simple answer, Anton. See, why skirmish games for me is because uh, you. That's what you play and you make me. That's, <laughs> um. Because I think we've had this discussion before where I would like to play these giant, like, hour-long, you know, 40K games or whatever of, of craziness. 
and yet uh, I am not allowed because all you want to play is little, you know, six-man Benum games. But that's okay. That's okay. You are not allowed. Wow. <laughs> you are putting a lot too much power on my person right now by saying that, Paul. Well, you know, it's uh, it's what it is. If uh, if folks can hear that, that is my wife rustling through her hockey bag. I'm married to a jock. <laughs> it's 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 okay. No, no, he won. You're not the Dory. We we don't record quality stuff. It's it's, it's okay. We've decided this long ago. Uh, she she's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Like, ah, it's okay. Antoine burped in the mic half an hour ago. He thought I didn't notice, but but I noticed. It's okay. <laughs> Little bag wrestling will be like paradise compared to that. So, yeah, skirmish games. Um, actually, skirmish games are a lot of fun. Uh, one of the cool things about skirmish games is that because they're such, in general, small... And we say skirmish, we're talking actual skirmish, not war machines considered a skirmish game because it's, it's not really skirmish. We're talking yeah, we're very talking- small model count games. Um, and what's cool is because they're small model count, it's pretty low investment, mm-hmm. and you can play multiple different genres of games, um, even even in a night sometimes, right? Depending on on the rapidity of the game. Yeah, some games are pretty fast, but some still take long, depending on the, which one you're picking. Like you could totally play a two-hour guild ball game, and then throw in a half-hour. Uh, Endless Fantasy Tactics uh, on an 8x8 board or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you could fit that in one night. Yep. Um, but but you can't really do that with with larger scale games. No, larger scale tends to go uh, longer. Or another one, uh, a fast one, the Underworld, Warm Underworld, that's like 30 minutes, a long game. Do you really... Co- okay, so we're, uh, we're going to branch out a little bit here. See, I've never really considered that a skirmish game. Because it's a card game that happens to use miniatures. Sure. It's... And it's played on a grid. It's. I'm being elitist here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm apparently not finding the paint I was looking for, so... Yeah, but okay. uh, it's still a game with miniatures. It's... Sure, it might have a more of a board game vibe, but... It's still an obby game. You still have models to assemble, models to paint. So, I probably need to still consider. Okay, I I don't really care. Like I would consider Aristia a miniature game too, a skirmish game. But it plays. It's it's a it's a board game too. The the way you consider consider. All right, all right, boss. We'll go with your definition. Well, I don't mind. <laughs> we are building a definition. Oh, that makes us sound far more important than we actually are, in. No, but for our own discussion, not for the the term. <laughs> not for the greater... No, no, no. no for no, the greater no. good? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's putting a lot too much uh, pressure on us. We don't think we are that important. <laughs> well, no, no, we know we're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> no. And yeah, that those games tend to go fast, so it's you can play multiple. You don't need one of the things I like that is, as you don't need many models, they do paint faster. Yeah, well, getting painted forces is much easier, right? Mm-hmm. It's, especially when you're a slow painter or you dislike 
painting uh, like Rankin files. It's not that I dislike painting one Rankin file. I dislike painting similar models. Yeah, that's uh, like painting units is my bane. Yeah, painting unit of like three guys is not so bad. Painting like fifty Space Marines is tough. Let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. So I I really like painting most skirmish game because of that, and especially when you go to character driven ones like Gilball or something like uh, Aaron Rex, which I'm painting right now. The well, every model feels different. Yeah. Like Company of Iron, we just talked about, is a skirmish game too, but you do put, you play with units, so you do have some similarities between models, but you don't need that many, so it's it's not so bad. Well, you might play with a unit, right? Yeah. So it's not that much, but when you compare it to Gilball, the models are all different. You, when you play Arunarex, all the models are different. Uh, if you look at the uh, upcoming uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. It's all characters, so you won't be painting the same model twice, for sure. Yeah, talk about a skirmish game that's getting a lot of hype right now, eh? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad for the guys. Like, I, I I wish I could get excited about that game. Yeah, we've talked about that, I think, uh, yeah, recording a few ago, because you, <laughs> you're not interested by it, so... Yeah, I, I'm defective. That's the only, def- the only oh, explanation. No. Uh, there are other people that are not interested in it. You're not the only one. So, but yeah, uh, the the painting aspect of skirmish game is fun, and I also like it because you don't have to paint many models. So another thing that's fun is you can more easily go if you really like one of the game go to different factions and have them all painted, too. Yeah. And it makes it easier to paint to a higher level. Like, you could do some really, you know, high-level stuff for a skirmish game and, and not be as discouraged as you might be if you're trying to do, you know, display quality 40k armies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, not that I'm saying that's impossible. Many people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the it's a time commitment, right? Whereas the skirmish games, you, you really get off a lot easier in terms of that. Another aspect of it that I like, still on the Yubby side, is most of the time you play on a small surface. So I, I like that the, the ease of building thematic tables for those games, because you need, you pretty, you don't always need less terrain. The terrain goes on a, a lot smaller board, so you might need like a lower number of pieces. But look, uh, if you take Pulp City, uh, for instance, yep. you it's a really small playing board, but it still needs to be packed. But even a packed 2 by 2 you don't need that much. So no, it's easy true. to build your terrain collection for... Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I did it no time at all. Some paper craft buildings, dollar store supplies, yeah. and some uh, little middle cars from China, right? Yeah. And some 3D printed accessories. It was pretty quick and easy. And 
you know, I think I think we have some pretty good looking games on my table. Yes. And some zuzzy mats to hide the weird textures. <laughs> or pieces of zuzzy mats, I should say. Yeah, I, I I think I'll always have a place in my heart for the large scale games. The the forty Ks and the, the fantasies and stuff. The problem is I just don't think I have time in my life to play those anymore. And I know plenty of people find time to play them and again more power to them, like but unfortunately I'm not living their lives. <laughs> It goes with your group, like also, you know, a game of Fantasy or Forty K was probably two hour and a half. Most of what we're playing right now goes shorter than that, but not that much. So if you're only getting one game in the evening, it's not that big a difference. However, setup and teardown is a lot longer than a six model guild ball team. Yeah, I suppose Forty K was. Was it just two hours? I don't know, maybe it was. It's been a long time since I played 40k. Mm, yeah, from what, like, I think it's still the standard for tournaments, but from everybody else I've been hearing, the games are longer now with the 8th edition. I mean, I, I haven't played 8th edition since it, you know, it was like a month old the last time I played it, so I don't know how uh, how things are going now in terms of game length. Mm-hmm. I know it certainly felt pretty fast back then when we first tried it. <clears throat> that may have been also a byproduct of what we were playing and how we were playing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe the army size, too. I don't think we were playing big forces. No. No, we weren't. I think we were playing like just a thousand points or something, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did play some bigger games, but my army was so borked that uh, it's hard to use that as a baseline. I mean, that, that person still doesn't talk to me hardly ever. Um, so where are we going with this discussion? Okay. Uh, any other reason why you, you like Skirmish games? Or why to play them? Like uh, the Abyss side the, we've talked about, game length we've talked about. Uh, I've talked about the board size regarding terrain, but I think space, it's also... Space is good too, right? Yeah, space, because depending on the... if you play in a shop or not, it, playing at home, it's often a way easier to play a skirmish game on a... like, most of them play on a 3 by tree. Yeah. So you could fit on your dining table with a mat. You don't need a special built table just for that. Like playing a, on a 6x4, it looks good, a big 40k table, but you that, that required a special uh, play surface just for that. Yeah. That's true. There's a big space consideration, especially as you as you get older and you start, uh, you know, family and stuff. Kids apparently need to have space, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one informed me of this before I had them. And uh, I wish they had. I may have reconsidered. Or if you live in a, in an apartment instead of a house. Yeah, that's true, too. That also uh, has a big impact. Like, right now, I'm moving to a smaller home. And it is a, it's still a home. But it it is having a big impact on my gaming space. So I'll probably won't have the space to keep 
my 4x8 and pretty not my 4x6 either, so I will be limited to what I can play at home now. So if I do want to get my uh, old Dark Elves out to finally try Ninth Age, it will have to be at one of the store. Or at uh, my house or Steve's yeah. basement or something, right? Yeah. But I won't be able to host uh, a game of that anymore. That's true. And consider that. Good old Ninth Age. We keep talking about it, Antoine. Someday mm-hmm. it'll happen. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but like you said, there are so many other skirmish games that I always bring up. Uh, yeah, well, you have gamer ADD like no other person I've ever met. Yeah, there's that. And I really like trying games and investing in a couple starters or just one starter in a rule book for a skirmish game is such a low investment compared to buying every giant games out there. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I couldn't do that. But maybe buying stuff for a skirmish game or two, a new one every one or two every year doesn't break the bank. But getting a, f- a couple of 40k armies, like 40k level armies, yeah, every year that that wouldn't be possible. That's a pretty big financial investment for a lot of people. Yeah. No, that's very, very true. And I like the most of skirmish game. I like the mechanic. I like the small alternate activation. Like that's one of the reason I like those games. The rule sets they're more interactive. Yeah, they're more complex in general, right? Yes, because they can be because you have less models to interact with. Yeah, that is a very good point. I, I like how they are built. I like the deepness. Or or not deep. Like, look at the Rangers of Shadow Deep. The rules are not deep. They are really simple. Yep. But the way they are built, uh, you have a lot of interactiveness, interactiveness in the game that you couldn't have with a bigger game or you couldn't have with a bigger game that doesn't last hours. I'm sure there are some old war games that you you had the same amount of detail, but the the games would take uh, days to play, though. Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> like, I, I don't even have to wonder. I'm sure that it, that was the case. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very valid point. I'd forgotten about the whole kind of detail level of everything. You end up with more robust rules, more more intricate rules, with a lot of interaction between the rules and, and models, and you know, not just your models necessarily, but your opponent's models as well. Because the model count was lower, um, you can manage it easier. If your model count was too high, it would be too cumbersome, right? Yep. Not just in terms of time, but in terms of brain power. Mm-hmm. And, and you see it with like mid-sized games, something like War Machine. Well, Nowadays, War Machine there's just so many models out there, and they do have 
almost the same amounts of rules that some of the smaller skirmish size games have. So, but we see the, right? the like, level of <clears throat> the, the, the the difficulty of entry is pretty uh, high yeah. for that game. Yeah, I was gonna say you see how people you know there's, there's always that thing of oh you're gonna play War Machine the first six months you're gonna lose every game. Um, yeah, and that's why it, it's not that the game is hard to learn the rules. It's that all the interactions the game is deep, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's it's not only deep but wide. Uh, in terms of breadth of models, it makes it very difficult to master, or even, even get close to mastery. It does make it an interesting game for people who like to focus on one game, too. Oh, absolutely. But for people who like to... Uh, uh, how do I say uh, that? Uh, Not look around, but... Yeah, who like to... Go from one game to another. Yeah, exactly. Or who can diversify their focus? Yeah, diversify. It's a better way <laughs> to say it. That's what I was looking for. That that's not the perfect uh, rule set for that or system because of the amount of rules and glitches there is. So yeah, not, the thing is that it's not the rules; it's the models. Right? It's the <laughs> model rules. Yeah, the base rules are not aren't. It's all the models and trees have all their special rules. So it's a strength for people who like it. It might be a weakness for other people. Though. Yeah, actually, you know, what? a little off topic. I wonder if Marvel um, Crisis Protocol is going to have the same issue. Uh, I'm sure it will, because the um, the rules are all model specific, right? They're all the yep. cards. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm thinking it'll be a challenging game to master. Probably easy to play, challenging to master. Yeah. Well, it makes me think more of something along the lines of Malifaux or Gilball, because you'll have four to six models on the table, but they will have a lot of rules. That's true. But those games also have been mentioned as as it goes, to get harder to play because of the number of models available. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be pretty similar in time, in terms of a difficulty of entry once it gets to a bigger size. Right now, like first month, there's going to be 12 models available. There's only four more in the second month, so it's not that big, but Marvel has a huge catalog of models available, of characters, characters available. Yeah. So eventually it will get uh, pretty big. Which is okay, because they're, they're a model company, right? Yes. Uh, and it makes sense. And it will be fun to have that large variety and opportunity to choose, pick and choose the team you want to play. But it might make, might make it harder when you get to a pick and uh, a pickup game yeah. and see stuff on the table that you've never faced before, undoubtedly. Yeah, but that I think that's that's true for bigger games too. Get to a game and see an army that you've never played. Well, yeah, play forty k. I mean. Yeah, and the special rules of the other guy you don't know them. You'll be as screwed than you will be screwed when you face. Uh, 
morticians for the first time in, uh, yeah, in Gilbo. Freaking obvious. Yeah. That's true. And I think, I think a lot of games suffer from that problem. <clears throat> but when you have a lot of model rules and rule deepness, I think it goes with it. If yeah, you don't I- want that, you go for simpler games with uh, generic rules, but then you have less well, diversity. And and probably, though not necessarily, a less interesting rule set, right? Mm. At least in terms of what I consider interesting. Well, it, it depends what you're looking for. Like, like uh, Rangers of Solidity is so easy, but we are playing it with a more narrative and beer and pretzel eye when we play it. If you want yes. something deep to challenge yourself, might not be the game to go for. One of the other ones we've mentioned will be the so it, it depends what you're looking looking for in your gaming. Yeah. And that's the other thing, maybe your gaming group you have different people, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some people like the ultra competitive game, other people don't. So your skirmish games lets you be flexible in the games you play with the people you play with. Can't can't really do that with the larger scale games. <laughs> Just because the uh, the time investment, right? And the money yep. investment as well. Yeah. Are we officially rambling? I, I think so. Can you pick yeah. maybe a couple of those games? Uh, uh, either that you prefer or that you really like the rule set or the models? Something to just sure mention. Sure. Uh, games I really like in terms of skirmish games. Uh, Guild Ball. It has everything I liked about War Machine in a smaller package. Uh, I like games with resource mechanics, right? So I like Guild Ball. I like Pulp City. Same idea. Small model count. It could be a very small model count. It could be three models, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a resource mechanic. Multiple resource mechanic, even. Uh, yes, that's true. That's true. Um, and there's a huge variety in what the models do, so you can play the game a lot and, and always play something different, mm-hmm. which is neat. Um, judgment, kind of the same thing. Lots of model complexity, a very simple rule set. Uh, not a cheap game to get into by any means, but uh, you know it's, it's gorgeous models, good rule set. Uh, lots of like detail in the models, and if you take different models, it really changes gameplay. All good options. Your first two would be my first two picks too. I must be honest. Like uh, Paul City and Guild Ball are in my top. Uh, one I would add is Relic Knights. I haven't played it, so I can't. Yeah, I, so I, you can comment on that one, but I really like their new edition, the, the second edition rules. Sure, the Kickstarter is still pending. There's problem with the companies. The quality of the plastic were in the first edition was not that great. But the the game is so much fun. It's super fast. Uh, stuff move on the table. The, their, their way of doing the deployment where there are no deployment zones and you get in the fight right away because of that. It's, it's really good. It's one of my favorite games. I wish we had more people would play it locally. 
a lot of people have models, but not a lot of them uh, have them uh, available to play. Sadly. Uh, other than that, I, I just have so many games. And a lot of them I've not even played yet. So I'm building up to like something like Enerial or Deep War, Moonstone. Like a lot of games that I just maybe tried once or I'm just building up to. So. Oh yeah, I have a Deep War army. Mm-hmm. See, again, see, blame you. <laughs> but yeah, if I had to name just a few of those I do play often, it would be uh, those three. But Pop City, Guild Ball, and Relic Knights. Again, likely good options. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'll have some Relic Knights experience soon. So I am painting these guys. That's the goal. I mean, uh, they're not going to win any painting awards. Well, that's not why we paint most of our gaming uh, dolls. <laughs> Models. Did you say our gaming dolls? I mean, they yeah. are man dollies, let's, let's yeah. be honest. But for some reason, I was mildly offended for a moment. Well, that, that's what my parents called them <laughs> to offend me, I think. <laughs> Your little dolls. Yeah, my mother just calls them little men. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least she accepts it as an artistic, um, like a form of artistic expression. Uh, not, <laughs> not artistic at all. Uh, so you know, everyone else in the family paints for real, and I, I paint my miniatures. Still counts. Well, I, I think they like, to, my mother likes to think so, to <laughs> soothe her soul. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that was our discussion on skirmish games. I would like to know if people find that type of discussion interesting, and if so, we might do it for other type of games. Like something like uh, large scale, like 40k and fantasy, like you were mentioning, something else you like, so we could go more into details in, in, about those. Or scale of games, or, well, a scale of miniatures for games, or specific mechanics, whatever. So. You know what we should do, Antoine? I was thinking, we should, we should do, a specific episode where we we pick a game and we play it and we discuss it, like just weird. Not not the the forty Ks and the Age of Sigmars of the world, or even them maybe, but like the odd stuff and really kind of talk about the rules, try to bring them to light. A bit like we did with Pop City when we played the first few games. Yeah, but just I think, pick I think people new just aren't ones. Exposed to a lot of stuff, right? Yep. And, and we have so many, many indie, indie games. games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we could totally be talking about stuff. Once I'm done with that uh, terrain challenge, I will be working to finish more of my skirmish indie games. And we will be able to do uh, more in-depth talk about those. That's my goal for the, uh, for next year. That's, that's your, that's your goal for uh, 2020? Yeah. And I, I've been getting faster with painting when I concentrate, like getting the, uh, even my butchers, which I do to higher standard, go faster now. But like doing the the doctrine in like the, the fifty point doctrines, I think I did them in two days. Sure, they're not great paint jobs, but they're totally playable. Yeah, no, I remember that you were super super happy, and, mm-hmm. and they look good. Or something like my uh, the divanus I painted for Anirial, Anirial, 
those I did in a week. I did a full force in a week. So, and they are done to a higher standard than uh, my uh, Relic Knight models, but they still went fast. So, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we could do something like uh, the the indie of the month or indie of the maybe one yeah, we, every we couple few, of months, something like we, that. We, we buy a few time. models or we or we pick a game that we have that we've never played. We paint some stuff for it. Talk about the yeah. painting. Talk about the playing. Yeah, we could totally yeah. do that. Yeah, and there are a ton of those. <laughs> Look at this brainstorming. Yeah. Hey, we could... Sure. W- one thing that could be interesting, we, we should pick the first one to at least uh, concentrate on it, but we could make a poll for our listeners. Oh. And list some of the options we have right now, at least from what we have to not have to buy new stuff. And that's enough already. We... Can't make me a chance for us to get Deep Wars on the table. Yeah. Deep Wars in it, Moonstone, so many of them. Gangs of Rome, I have uh, two forces for that too. I've forgotten about that game. And uh, Zen- uh, Nemesis was the other one I, I had in mind. Zenith is the company. So yeah, Nemesis, Zen- yeah, yeah. Nemesis, the uh, jungle kids, right? The yeah, exactly. The the uh, insect kids. See, I pay attention. <laughs> yeah, so there's a ton of them that we could try. And there are others, like the, the one game I've been raving about. We talked about it during the last recording. We talked about it in the news. Uh, Arc World. I really like their new miniatures they are coming out with uh, f- in their new Kickstarter. And one that they have uh, announced since we did the last recording, they, all, they now have a giant forest dragon, and it looks amazing. And I've been looking at the how it plays. It's still a competitive, well, comp- not competitive, but like, like one versus one miniature game, a skirmish game. But there is so much narrative built into the rules. It's really, really interesting how he does it. There's a lot of uh, RPG element in it, but it's still a fighting skirmish game. So that's another one I would be interested to try out. So. There are a lot of options. There are a lot of miniature games. This is true. Yep. So we'll right. talk about it again, and uh, we'll pick a first one to maybe do next month. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but maybe not <laughs> next month. But next month we might start working like, on it. I'm like, eventually. aren't you moving next month? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's not a good month for that. <laughs> but uh, January. Let's aim for yeah, January. The new year. On the new year, we'll pick a, we'll new pick year. one and work up to that. Our New Year's resolution is that we'll actually have content. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> or rather, uh, we'll have quality content because this is technically mm, content. Yeah, more quality content, better quality content. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's better. <laughs> okay, speaking of content, I, I do have some content for us in the new segment of the show. So, all right, let's let's do it. Uh, the first one will be quick. Sadly, that was available some time ago. It was the agents, uh, agents of Huzz for, uh, Twisted Minute, Twisted, the steampunk skirmish game. Uh, what I will link to in the show notes is a group pack. The group pack is sadly no longer available, but, uh, the individual models <coughs> are available. So it is a steampunk version of the group. That are in the uh, Wizard of Oz. So, uh, Dorothy, Toto, uh, the Scarecrow, the Iron Man. I, I don't know the name in English. Uh, Tin Man. The Tin Man. 
And Lion Iron Man. Man is someone else. Uh, yeah, Tin Man. So it's the models sculpted for um, Twisted. The the Twisted. It's the owner who sculpted all of them. Really? Sebastian something. Uh, I I don't remember his name, but they are so crazy detailed. They are amazing miniatures. Well, I remember years ago. Isn't this the lion? Uh, Meg Maples painted a miniature for them. Yep. Yeah, they, it's the an Australian guy. company. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, Sebastian it, it's, Archer. It's, I think is his name. Yeah, the models have some crazy detail. Mm-hmm. They're super nice. Yeah. And the, see, that's that's the problem, Antoine. There's just too many nice miniatures <laughs> out there. Yeah. Well, those are. Other nice miniatures. <laughs> so you should look at them. They are not all available. I don't know if they will come into regular rotation later in the repack, maybe in metal instead of resin, because right now those are resin collector editions. Mm-hmm. But they are really nice. And if that team, like a steampunk variant of the uh, Haas characters, that you, you should really take a look. Uh, other than that, I have two models by Blacksmith Miniatures. Uh, yeah, models. They are bigger scale models. They're uh, like painting pieces. The first one is the Lil Master Mice. Uh, do I have? Is there a scale? Yeah, it's a fifty more, fifty-four millimeter scale. Or it's a, a small. I would no. say gnome, or it looks like a goblin from Harry Potter, like the the one in the bank. It could, yeah. Like I said, too. So it's a, a tiny goblin slash gnome with a giant hat carrying a plate of cheese with a, sm- a mice on its hat, but the mice is as almost as big as him. So it's a really nice, whimsical model. Uh, usually when you say 54 mil, it's a big piece. This one, it's only 30 mi- 32 millimeter to its size at 54 millimeter scale because it's a tiny character in that scale. Yeah. Looking at the uh, colored character art, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, a gnome or some sort of... Like, oh, or a leprechaun, maybe? Leprechaun, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah now, now that I see the color art too. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he has the sideburns too, so. <laughs> well, he's, he's definitely a leprechaun then, he's got sideburns. No, 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 but it's, <laughs> it's not sorry. a goblin. Like, it doesn't yeah, yeah. look like a goblin. Yeah. Though yeah. you could paint it as a goblin with the hair and it would still look hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You could totally do that. Yeah, so uh, this one is right now on. Pre-order, it's limited to a hundred unit. You can get it for twenty-five euros. It will be starting to ship uh, mid-November, so it's pretty cool, and uh, it's not costly for a display piece. Uh, That's true. The second one by the same company is called the Ferret, and it's <laughs> weird. It's not weird. It's super cool. It's a couple of gnomes. I would say like forest gnomes. They, they look like that. Garden gnomes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riding a ferret. <laughs> yeah, with, and they've got like the the reins and everything and the yeah. yeah, it's it's cool. It's still weird, but it's cool weird as opposed to weird weird. So mm-hmm. it's okay. 
I, I uh, really like this one. <laughs> I am uh, shocked. <laughs> oh wait, it, it's based no, on the, uh, on a concept by Jean Baptiste Monge. There is a lot of uh, those whimsical or fantastical pieces of art outside out there uh, based on his art. I've seen, if I remember, like old Kickstarter run just based on his art pieces. So yeah, I was gonna say he that name sounds familiar. Yeah. So uh, that piece is at fifty-four millimeter scale too. However, it's a lot bigger. Uh, the price goes with it too. It's uh, eighty-nine euros right now. So it's not yeah, in the cheapest piece, but it's probably a big piece. I yeah. I don't have the length. I, I don't think scale. that ferret is small. And no. there's a giant chunk of resin that he's standing on because he's on like a, a rock or something. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of material. So for yeah. sure, that ain't cheap to produce. No. But the, it looks good. <laughs> yes. I 100% agree. So if you're into whimsical ferret training gnomes, <laughs> look at it. Did or you just, just really just say that? Pieces. If you're into whimsical ferret riding gnomes. Yeah. It's really specific. <laughs> or just into cool miniatures. That's, that sounds like some sort of strange fetish. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. Pretty not the worst fetish out there. Oh, almost assuredly not the worst <laughs> fetish out there. Yeah. And that's it for the news. Uh, that's all I got this week. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> We're already talking about fetishes. I'm about to break one of my uh, one of my models. I just finished painting. Hmm, not a good people, thing. People can hear me swear on the on the show. So we should stop before you start doing that. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I'm uh, I'm trying to. So I crazy glue my models to a temporary base to paint them. Mm-hmm. And I'm now popping them off. First off, while you were talking, I popped off my only finished model. That was my like demo, like my my finished piece to compare you know, to paint you know, to all the other ones too. I popped him off the base because I was doing it while listening to you and not really paying attention. So I pulled him off the finished base. So my uh, what's the word? My prototype. I pulled my prototype apart. That was done. So now I got to <laughs> reglue him. Uh, and now I got one guy whose foot is probably going to snap off before the glue gives. So uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Oh well, I'll have some cripples in my my relic mate army. <laughs> I don't know what wrong with that. What went wrong with that? Everyone else popped off so easy. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. So um, that's the uh, that's the end of the show. I think. Yep. All right, Antoine. It uh, it was a pleasure as always. I will uh, endeavor to get this edited and out on time this week. Um, you know, we did really well. We came back, we recorded one episode, They're like, we're back, folks, and then we missed the next week because I went away. So, <laughs> we're batting a thousand right now. This week should be good, though. I think so. All right, man. I will talk to you next week for next episode. Yeah. And bye, geeks. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth, or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yo. He's at Yomasta. 
Breaks and outro music by LaDrave. You can listen to them at ladrave.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find the Game Crafter Official Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to the tabletop game print on demand company, The Game Crafter, and its growing community. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.